Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, it has been great growing weather recently, hasn't it? Some rain, lots of sunshine and the sunflower seeds supplied by the Wilderhood Watch during lockdown to grow in our garden have grown into fabulously cheery blooms, some of which are truly enormous. In fact, I saw one that was pretty much up to a second floor window. But of course, it's not just the plants that we want to have there that are growing well, but the plants that we don't want. Now, glyphosate is a herbicide, that's a weed killer, most often used by farmers to kill weeds in fields before sowing to reduce competition for crops. It's also available for gardeners um, in formulations like Roundup and councils spray it on paving to kill weeds. It's the most frequently used herbicide both worldwide and in the European Union and it has been used for several decades. Local resident Phil Fletcher found out that St Albans District Council contractors John O'Connor intended to use glyphosate to control weeds near him. And we'll hear from Phil in a minute. But first, let's hear from Professor Dave Goulson, Professor of Biology at the University of Sussex, who specialises in bumblebees, about why glyphosate might give cause for concern. Dave, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So the European Food Standards Agency, it claims that glyphosate alone is not dangerously toxic to human or animals. So what's the problem? Well, uh, other scientists and doctors um, have concluded differently. It is very controversial at the moment, particularly with regard to the risk to humans. Um, The Cancer Research Agency um, wrote a report saying that Um, they concluded that it was a carcinogen, that it did cause cancer in humans. Um, And then EFSA wrote a report saying it wasn't, and it's looking at it from the outside as a non-medical expert. It's quite hard to know what to conclude. Um, But that said, there have been a number of very high-profile court cases in the United States in the last six months where people who have, have... got cancer have um, argued that they it was caused by exposure to glyphosate and all three cases that have gone to court so far have got a unanimous uh, jury verdict in favour of the plaintiff so they found that glyphosate is the likely cause of the cancer and they've uh, Monsanto the company that make it have ended up paying out literally billions of dollars in compensation um, so there's certainly enough evidence to be of significant concern. You know, I, I, all things be equal. I'd rather my kids and myself weren't exposed to something that is seemingly quite likely to be causing cancer. Indeed. And, and it's not just cancer that, that glyphosate has been associated with as well, is it? No, I mean, it, 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 um, it has a, it's the most widely used pesticide in the world. Um, staggering quantities of, of it, uh, you know, millions of tons are manufactured and spread all over the place. So everything is exposed to it, not just people. Um, But for example, bees, my speciality, it it often turns up in their food stores if you analyze them for pesticides. And we know it does them harm. It's it's directly toxic to them. It seems to mess up their brain function so they don't um, navigate as well. And um, perhaps most significantly, it, it um, disrupts their gut flora, 
Uh, bees, just like people, have beneficial uh, microbes that live in their stomachs that help them digest food and help them with their immune system and so on. Um, and exposure to glyphosate kills many of those uh, beneficial bacteria. Um, and that's been found to, to increase the susceptibility of bees to diseases. Um, so all, all in all, you know, it's, it's not particularly nice stuff. And it's really concerning. There was a study from Germany published a couple of years ago where they found that 99% of Germans had glyphosate in their urine, uh, with children having the, the most, um, uh, which, you know, um, is surely cause for concern. Indeed. So just thinking about if people wanted to avoid glyphosate, it's not just as simple as, for example, choosing to eat an organic diet. Well, you'd have to be very careful um, because it is in, in most products. Um, and if you, were, if you strictly ate exclusively organic, you would certainly avoid most of it. Um, the worst, the, most, the biggest routes of exposure in the diet are um, things like bread, anything that involves flour, um, bread, biscuits, cereals, breakfast cereals are all, um, all tend to contain glyphosate because it's very often sprayed onto cereal crops near the end of their life. Um, but if you, if you bought just organic and kept away from public areas where places like parks and playgrounds and pavements where the stuff is sprayed all the time, which would be difficult, but supposing you did that, you never left your house, then you probably could avoid exposure. But, it, you know, that most people are going to be exposed, uh, sadly. Indeed. Now, uh, you, you, mentioned, you, mentioned, you mentioned there councils um, spraying places like pavements to keep down um, weeds which, which pop up there. What do you think about that? And are there alternatives to that? Well, obviously, we managed without glyphosate before we invented glyphosate. You know, it's been around since I think the 1980s, but we, we managed okay. In fact, you know, if you go back 100 years, we didn't have any herbicides at all. And yet we had pavements and we managed to walk along them. So it doesn't seem to me that we absolutely have to have any kind of chemical. Um, uh, we could just be a little bit more tolerant of there being a few dandelions and daisies trying to poke their heads up in the cracks in the pavement. Um, or if we really have to eradicate all forms of greenery in urban spaces, there are alternatives. There's a, a hot foam system, which um, quite a few councils have now adopted, which basically um, uses uh, boiling water with, so made into a kind of froth with, with some kind of organic, uh, you know, natural organic uh, frothing agent, which basically cooks weeds along the pavement. Um, and that, that seems to be environmentally harmless um, and uh, does the job. Um, so, you know, we, we don't have to, we don't, it's, it's ridiculous to say, well, it's the only thing we, that works. So we're going to have to carry on using a probable carcinogen where our children play. Um, okay. Uh, and, uh, so, so, Dave, there are alternatives as, as far as sort of like keeping down weeds on pavement. But, you know, just thinking more generally, we do have an awful lot of mouths to feed in the world. Um, farmers are the main users of glyphosates really can we manage without them and still feed everybody yeah absolutely i mean actually so it's often this argument that uh, you know the only way to feed the world is to use lots of chemicals is trotted out a lot but the reality is that right now we grow about three times as much food in the world as we actually need to feed everybody but we waste a third of the food that we grow and then we feed another third roughly to to livestock in intensive animal units which is a really 
inefficient way of feeding people. So organic farming, which doesn't use any pesticides or any fertilizers, synthetic fertilizers, on average produces 80% of the yield um, of conventional farming with all those chemicals. And very simply, if we cut down on food waste and ate a bit less red meat, organic farming could easily feed the whole world. Indeed. Dave Goulson, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. I was talking there to Professor David Goulson, explaining his concerns about the herbicide glyphosate. Let's hear now from St Albans resident Phil Fletcher about what he did when he found that St Albans District Council contractors John O'Connor would be using glyphosate on weeds where he lives. Phil, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So just tell us about how you found out that glyphosate was going to be sprayed near you. I live at um, Malthouse Court. I've got a flat here. John O'Connor's workmen turned up to do some gardening. And while they were there, I asked them about if they were going to be spraying because I knew they had done the year previously because you could see where they had been spraying. And they said they would be doing this at the end of July and they would be using glyphosate and also a substance called Socora. And uh, this is what we call preemptive because it would stop anything from germinating after they've sprayed it. So this concerns you then, Phil? I'm not very happy. So did you try to speak to anybody from St Thomas District Council about this? Yes, I did. I spoke to Dan Flitton. The people from John O'Connor were just happy to um, follow the contracts. You can see on um, grounds maintenance on any on the Mclaughlin website. Did Dan Flitton? Did he say anything about uh, whether he was happy with the use of glyphosate? Whether um, there was any concerns? Yeah. Well, he didn't mention about mention about any concerns. So, yeah. so, so, Phil, uh, how about your neighbours? Are, are they concerned about this? Yes, some people don't know about this. My neighbours, my immediate neighbours, are very concerned about this. I wrote a letter to the Hearts Advertiser about this, and three of my neighbours signed. You've started a petition. What, what's the petition asking for? Basically, to not use glyphosate and to use environmentally, environmentally friendly methods instead. Right, okay. Now, um, you're lucky enough to be a German speaker and you decided to make a bit of a further investigation. Can, can you just say what uh, what else you did? Well, apart from ringing up uh, the... Uh, you, you made a bit of an investigation um, at the, the council of the St Albans Twin Town in Germany. Yes, that's right. It's Worms and it's... Um... It's well. It's in the it's in the Rhine-growing area in Germany in Hessen, and I rang up the um, Green Spaces Department, and I spoke. I spoke for about a quarter of an hour. He's a very nice guy, and he was the um, he spoke to me about what they did in Worms, and um, he said they only use glyphosate when it's really necessary. For example, when you've got a weeds growing through a wall and you'd have to demolish the wall, for example, or um, with uh, Japanese knotweed. Otherwise, they they said they came perfectly okay uh, with um, green, with um, using man- manual methods. Okay. Uh, they... and, and what did he say when you asked whether he would be happy with um, it being uh, 
um, sprayed in other areas. Well, he said he certainly wouldn't, wouldn't want people to spray uh, glyphosate where he lived. So, so Phil, um, as, as well as the petition, which should shortly, shortly be on the St Albans District Council website, there's also a protest planned for the 8th of August. Can you just tell us where and when that will be? Yes. Uh, this protest is on the 8th of August, as you just said. It's outside the civic offices at 10.30 in the morning. Right. OK. And can anybody come and join with that? Of course. Uh, obviously, we need to respect uh, social distancing, which we will we'll be doing, but you're perfectly willing to come along and um, and see what we're doing and have a chat. Well, we look forward to hearing... Um, how that goes. Phil, thank you very much indeed for joining me. Now, Phil spoke to Dan Flitton, the Green Spaces Officer at St Albans District Council, and I contacted St Albans District Council, who provided the following statement. St Albans City and District Council's contractor uses glyphosate to spot-treat weed in parks, green spaces, housing sites, cemeteries and a number of other areas managed on behalf of partner organisations. In addition, weeds are treated on adopted highways for Hertfordshire County Council. To completely move away from the use of chemical weed treatments and maintain the same level of weed clearance would increase costs by over £100,000 per year. The council is exploring options to move away from glyphosate, including considering a reduced programme of weeding. This will prove challenging in areas of hard surfaces as weeds could damage the existing infrastructure such as roads. An academic study was conducted in Thanet in partnership with the University of Hertfordshire called Best Practice Guidance Notes for the Integrated and Non-Chemical Amenity Hard Surfaces Weed Control. This study recommends an integrated approach with chemical treatments used only where needed. St Albans District Council plans to work with our county council counterparts and other stakeholders to determine the most appropriate level and type of weed control in a given location. This will be done with the preservation of finite natural resources and minimisation of carbon emissions in mind. I also spoke to Farhan at Hearts County Council Highways Department and he confirmed that Hart County Council uses glyphosate to spray pavements to keep weeds down. He said that if you have any concerns about this, you can email the Highways Department at Hearts County Council. And in a June update from Hearts County Council, it said it defends its continued use of glyphosate, but also says it is always looking for alternatives. And if you're struggling to keep weeds down in your garden, then I've got a few options for you that you could try if you'd rather avoid weed killers like glyphosate. The first idea is to just embrace the weeds for what they are, wildflowers. Just remove the seed heads to stop them running riot and enjoy them with the rest of your flowers. And if you need any convincing that wildflowers can look just as lovely as those you more commonly grow in your garden, then go and take a look at the meadow areas at Hartwood. Um, I know tolerating weeds um, is one thing in flower beds, but not so easy if it's in your passion patio. And I find an old kitchen knife is perfect for whittling those hard-to-get-out weeds from between paving slabs. But if they still evade you, then try boiling water. Um, the boiling water that you're draining off your veggies that you've just cooked is perfect. And this will eventually kill them. might need a couple of applications. If you've got a bigger area that you want to clear of weeds, then try laying down 
sheets of brown cardboard. Now, if you've not got any to hand, then um, someone in your street will have piles of it in their recycling with all these things that we've been sending off for during lockdown. Um, Tear holes around the shrubs or plants that you want to keep and cover the cardboard in wood chips or grass clippings. Um, This is actually a surprisingly effective way at smothering weeds and eventually it'll all just rot down and add organic matter to the soil. Uh, Weeds in gravel are just best uprooted with regular hoeing, which should actually be quite easy as long as the gravel isn't too big. A tip if you've got ground elder, then just a few months of of mowing it off or hoeing the leaves off, that will soon get rid of it. And if you've got bindweed or horsetail, then all you can do is keep pulling the tops off and hope that it gives up before you do. You can hear my conversation with Dr Trevor Dines, botanist at the charity Plant Life, about the value of flowers in your lawn um, if you go to the podcast page of radioverulam.com. There you'll find podcasts of every Environment Matters programme or you can always subscribe to your favourite podcast provider. It's always good to hear from you. You can get in touch via Twitter at RV underscore environment. There's the Environment Matters Facebook page. Please do like that. Or you can drop me a line on amanda at radioverulam.com if you've got a comment about the show or ideas you'd like us to cover. I will be back at the same time next week. Until then, thank you for listening.